fall in love with the spirit of the ocean, fall in love with the whale, fall in love with yourself being part of this experience. Bring to your awareness the incredible and magic sensation of being in awe. The sensation of feeling part of something bigger than ourselves. Being in that group flow with each other. Enjoying each other and supporting, having our backs. The whale having our backs and experiencing also our presence. Be with the whale, be one with the whale, be one with each other, be one with the ocean and the incredible experiences that nature brings for us. Welcome everyone. This is Vivid Imagination. I'm Aluma Phoenix and today I'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest, a dear friend of mine. Alex Borboya is the founder, co-founder of The Flow Experience. Uh, now this is a, a new venture that she started with uh, her uh, co-founder, uh, Kirsten Farmer. And the whole idea behind it is to take people through experiences that get them into a state of flow and as a result of that be able to transform like an alchemist some of their fears and their anxieties and really surrender into a deeper relationship with life and there's some amazing experiences that alexandra takes people through including swimming with whales off the coast of mexico so we're going to get into all of that as we go through that today i first met alex many years ago on a coach training program um, where we were both training to be human potential coaches um, so we've had a, 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 a friendship since then and uh, having spent some time working as a human potential coach, Alex also spent some time as a peak performance coach for a company called ACES, uh, which uh, focuses on um, autism and helping children with autism. Um, so um, having had that background of the corporate world, she's now stepped into the entrepreneurial venture and I think you're going to be very, very excited with what she has to uh, to talk about today. So, Alex, first and foremost, a very big, warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Aluba. I feel so honored, really, to join the your podcast and be able to express what is Slow Experience about. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to diving into it, and I guess a, probably a good place to start. I've talked about flow quite a bit um, in the past, but maybe not everybody is familiar with the concept. So do you want to talk a little bit about what we mean when we talk about flow as a state? Yes. Flow is the state, an optimal state of mind, when you feel your best and you perform your best. It is, uh, I would say, for me, it has been something that I've been familiar to since I was a child. It's something where you enter this space where time disappears or time passes funny and you, your sense of self dissolves. So you don't have that critic inside you. Uh, you're not thinking. You just flow with life. I would say instead of just surfing the waves, 
you become the water, you become the wave, and you feel life flowing through you. And everything just, it's like being in this, uh, in this river of life where everything makes sense, and you feel this nurturing through every cell of your body, and this in instant happiness of mm -hmm. the process of what you're going through. It's like the deep now. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful description. Um, completely present in the moment, absorbed in what you're doing uh, with a sense of connection to everything. Yes. So what we're talking about here are ecstatic states. And they're also states uh, where we can get into really high performance. Um, but it's more than just high performance, uh, I think, with flow. These are our rich experiences that we tend to remember the most. So I loved when you talked in your, as you were describing there, your own early experiences with flow back in Mexico. And, and maybe let's take a step back in time and, and talk a little bit of what brought you to this point. I'd love to hear a little bit about your childhood in Mexico in particular. And also I know that one of your early experiences with flow was your connection with horses. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit about that as well. You know? Yes, um, I remember I was very fortunate to grow up in a place where we uh, were very close to nature. I was born in a city, in Mexico City, and then after we moved to this place, my mother started uh, working at a ranch with uh, cows, Holstein cows, and I would spend my afternoons surrounded by cows, uh, chickens, and horses, and any kind of animals that you can imagine within a ranch and very close to nature walking through you know the forest um and then my deep love for horses uh that connection with horses start happening so i would go and ride the horses and just riding and galloping through the i mean through the through the forest at uh with no fear mm -hmm. with no fear just flowing and knowing that i kind of become became the horse and mm -hmm. we became one and that deep sense of connection and that deep sense of trust and being in the present moment and being able to respond to any situation at that moment um mm -hmm. if there was a river coming like it was if the horse if myself like merged together knew what mm -hmm. to do everything yeah. just like it was not even thinking about it it was just just flowing to the moment and i felt at that moment i felt like that deep happiness of connection of being right. able to understand like a deep understanding so for me the relationship with horses was everything because i could delve into that moment of mm -hmm. being one with with the everything yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm thinking of um, the movie Avatar where they, you know, they connect with the animals as they get on them, you know, and then it's, it's exactly. very, it's a sim, it's that similar idea. It's, it's, it's a no mind state or a state where the minds meld, the mind of the horse, the body of the horse and the rider be essentially become one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And so go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, and you could feel that uh, the, the horse could feel that as well. So it yeah. was a, 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 an experience that it was shared mm. and uh, that connection with me and the horse would make us um, closer mm. and very special. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I remember when we were doing our coach training and you told a beautiful story at the time about how horse riding in particular had made a huge impact uh, on your progress with your business. I think yes. you had been struggling to get some investment at the time and um, you weren't really in flow and because the investment was there you weren't making time for the horse riding and there was this question as to oh your picture's gone yes <laughs> there was this question as to um you know when would come the point where the investment would come in and you'd be able to get back to do more horse riding Yes. And then you made a shift. You made an interesting shift at that point, which made all the difference. So tell us a little bit about the shift you made. Yes. So um, by that time, I, I was writing since I was a child. And then when I uh, came to my adult life, I uh, left the horse and the, the riding at a side. And there was a point where I, my children, I um, started with my children and them doing the horseback and when I went there, I was like wishing like it was myself doing it. And at a point I was going through, you know, my um, investment with the company. And it was for me, it was a pretty uh, big commitment. And my desire to come back with the with the horses and buy a horse, especially a horse that I already had in mind was complicated because you think okay you, i need to have that life balance and i need to concentrate of, on this thing now but for me it was like okay what is what is going to nurture my life what is going to give me that energy that strength that requires the the motivation to to push on the other things to to let things happen and that's when i came to okay, it's synergy. And mm -hmm. if I am happy and truly intrinsically motivated and this horse is adding to my life, then I'll do it. And it was like a calling and I decided to go ahead and invest in the horse and it was magical. I started riding and everything just flowed and I got the investment and mm -hmm. uh, I was like so surprised that the horse was like this magical thing in my life that yeah. opened many other doors. It was yeah. just saying yes to life instead of just holding on and grasping into, mm -hmm. into my passions and, and my purpose because the horse and being in touch with my primary source of flow, mm -hmm. that really opened the doors to everything else because I was very in touch with life and purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's such a beautiful story and, and it's it goes to the heart of the importance of cultivating states of high performance uh, for mm -hmm. you your primary source of flow being that connection you have with the horse so giving yourself that gift and allowing yourself to have more time on the horse that means that when you come back to the business you're all you're in a state of high performance and as a result of that things exactly. are able to flow much much easier as well so that, i think that's a great a great story and it goes to the heart of the importance of you know how do we intentionally begin to cultivate these states of flow now exactly. I, I know a lot of the work that you did when you were at aces as a, a performance coach and then also a lot of the work you did as a human potential coach was exactly around this particular area you know working with individuals to help them unlock their potential and to to get into flow so one of the questions i'm always really curious um when i talk to other fellow coaches is 
what really drew you towards coaching specifically as a profession and as you're you're working with people what what do you understand is your purpose yes that 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 is a beautiful beautiful question because as i realized that there was something be in me that could um enlighten or ignite in other people their desire to really touch that life in themselves mm. uh to transform to change um and my really it was more than a desire it was that purpose of uh of really serve others and bring them to to that awareness mm -hmm. of the present moment bring them to that awareness that there is more to life than just the day-to-day and mm -hmm. how in that day-to-day -day you can create those spaces those meaningful spaces of flow of really mm -hmm. feeling part of something bigger so for me when i discovered that there was an an incredible fire within me to share that with others mm -hmm. i it was like this calling of i want people to feel the way i'm feeling because mm -hmm. through this feeling i can transcend pain and suffering through this feeling i can sense that i belong and my life is significant and through this feeling i can just be who i am in the moment and feel fulfilled and, and part of the universe yeah. so it was a calling to kind of guide others to mm. get to this state where where they could feel the purpose in their life where mm. they could really transform that alchemia that happens mm. inside you when you lean towards the uncomfortable and, and and you go through that path like just letting yourself go to that abysm of unpredictability but at the same time that richness of life mm. where where you feel life and and you become part of the universe yeah beautifully beautifully said and there is that alchemy and there is that transformation and transcendence of uh, things like pain and suffering uh, as you move towards flow this is one of the things i find quite interesting when i talk to um people around areas of high performance and they say to me do you know what no pain no gain <laughs> yeah you, i, I got I got to where I am today because uh, I work 40 hours a week and I'm driven and I drive my people to work. In fact, I don't work 40. That's that's taking it easy. <laughs> I'm 50 to 60 hours, maybe more. Right. Um, yeah. And is this the something um, I think it's it's deep. Maybe maybe it's a religious thing. It's as deep in, in, in Western cultures idea that there's some kind of redemption and suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think what we're talking about with flow is exactly the opposite. Exactly. The yeah. The redemption is in the ecstatic state yes exactly so, and uh -huh. so there's a struggle you don't you don't you don't like you know there's not like you, you there isn't a struggle phase but don't get stuck on the suffering exactly there's a route exactly. through it into flow into ecstasy and i think that's the transcendence that's the alchemy um that is so important yeah that's 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 a very 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 good point because leaning into that uncomfortable uh, moment right going out of your comfort zone to yeah. explore right it's like that explorer mindset 
and mm -hmm. and bravery because you're stepping out of your comfort zone the unknown you discover that transformation of growth mm -hmm. so it is that growth that really nurtures every cell in your body and that really you embrace into that mastery yeah and 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 really reach that state of just singing into your training and optimal performance effortless it yeah. becomes effortless once you break through and the same time with then the same thing with creativity you have to go through those frustration uh for solving a problem mm -hmm. and face that and when you face that and you open you're mm -hmm. open to all these flow triggers then mm -hmm. you will kind of go to the other side where everything just flows but mm -hmm. yes you have to go through that and i think a lot of people nowadays don't want to go through that frustration they want things quickly and fast and with no effort so well there's there's, there's that and there's also where people um believe that the suffering is for their own benefit so this oh, is why yes. this is why we see burnout I, and this is this is my whole thing with the burnout exactly. culture exactly I actually think it's 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 you know there's a little bit of a a, a religious thing behind it because there um, is yeah so um why do people work the crazy hours that they work to a point where they're about to drop mm -hmm. and why mm -hmm. uh, why do people push others to work that way yes something about oh well um it's for their own good right? yes <laughs> or it will be yeah you're right it, it has a religion. Religion. It's, it's 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 in my own benefit and yet we have such a systemic issue around burnout where is if we were to take a more enlightened well what i believe is a more enlightened view anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the data around high performance and how to get into a high performance state informed by that data we start to realize that well beyond a certain amount of hours work per week your productivity falls off a cliff and yes, your active rest and recovery is a really important part of you know your performance as a as, as an individual so that has to be built into your approach to, to high performance and then the ecstatic state the flow state is what you need to be getting into yes. so you know don't get stuck in i'm suffering <laughs> i therefore, agree good place to be i'm stressed but therefore it's a, you know I'm, I'm i must be useful i must be you know doing a good job yes. no 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 entirely the opposite entirely the opposite entirely the opposite yeah 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 i when i was teaching flow at aces we were very careful into teaching, you know, well-being, a uh, holistic approach of wellness, because to get in this state of flow and productivity, you require a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. uh, what you're saying is, of course, when people burn out and don't take care of their sleep and don't respect themselves and their time, the productivity just goes down. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean, in healthcare, the first thing you know when people are burnout the thing the first thing you run out is empathy and self-compassion for your for yourself it's yeah. like there's no energy for that so we had to work real real hard because people want to serve so mm -hmm. people want to show up for others and people would not put their own oxygen mask first to serve others because there's this belief that if you take care of yourself if you self-care you're selfish Mm -hmm. there's this belief of religion as you're saying you if you're if you're suffering then mm -hmm. you're doing things right mm -hmm. but really like adopting embracing the peak performance principles to get into flow 
means taking care of yourself and really oh. embracing a holistic well-being and seeing where, where where is your what is your kryptonite what are the things that are lowering your performance we are biologic biological beings and we need to take care of our sleep of our nutrition of our mind you know where is our mind where is our mindset uh move and uh be able to be able to have the fuel to get in those states of flow and really face a problem or a challenge totally agree and there's also in that the idea that you know your relationship with others is a reflection of your relationship with yourself it is so if you talk about being in service well how are you going to be when you're in service well you'll be very similar to how you are as you're looking after yourself i agree mm -hmm. so uh, you know one is a reflection of the other and we, we do need to take it and i do get this quick thing oh well that's that's selfish but i had a client the other day and i was saying to them okay so because they're very much everything is for for everyone else i said okay so why is that important to you yeah. well i want to be seen as a good person <laughs> so it's a selfish reason behind being in service you know so where do we get exactly. away from from this idea of selfishness i think it, it's it, it, it fundamentally if we just take it back to what's the outcome we're looking for mm -hmm. and if the outcome we're looking for is more human flourishing with people feeling and performing at their best with a sense of connection with a sense of purpose well then there are certain things we do that will take us closer towards that outcome yes and there are certain things that will do will take us further away. And I totally agree. Mm -hmm. We know really what those things are, you know, with, with the science of flow today. So how do we start to build practices? How do we start to build relationships? How do we start to build communities and organizations that really embody these practices so that we can get outcomes where we have more human flourishing? And I think that yes. has to go. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree uh really working with your values and and being aligned to those values because it takes a lot of energy not to walk the talk it takes a lot of energy uh not being proactive and responding you get into this circle of mm -hmm. violence to yourself and others because yeah. uh, you're not responding you're reacting once you 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 are burnt out mm -hmm. uh you cannot serve in talking about purpose, uh, we found that while doing this, all this training for uh, well-being and really people taking care of something as simple as sleep, that mm -hmm. it's not simple at all because it's the I have I have seen that it's one of the things that people neglect the most, yeah. and it was something that I had to really really focus myself mm -hmm. and really having that adopting that sleep hygiene and we saw that when people start to sleep their hours and respect those times they reconnected with their purpose yeah. some people were very miserable when they first started serving they were all like motivated like alive because they were they felt like this was you know their life mm -hmm. and they were serving their purpose but as soon as they started neglecting their own selves, like a, a something as the sleep, you wake up one day and you're not happy with what you're doing because you don't have the energy to be happy. You don't have the energy to connect to that purpose and that love of the, the things you do every day, the process of helping others. And you have a bunch of healthcare people just not being uh, at service of others. 
just mm -hmm. being you know, a transaction. It becomes a transaction, yeah. and that of course drains them in a way where they, they don't find the meaning anymore. And mm -hmm. of course, you know, the, a client or a patient, they feels completely unseen, mm -hmm. and you lose the connection. So it's, it's, it's really first acknowledging that there is that sense, as you as you were explaining, of I have to kill myself doing this work because this is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. That believe, and then um, these people lose their their sense of purpose because they don't have the energy. They lose their empathy, and they feel disconnected, complete disconnection. So helping them just step like stops, put stop in their stops in their life, and really taking care of their sleep. Starting with that, mm -hmm. really they start reconnecting with that presence, mm -hmm. with being uh, aligned with their values and with what they're doing, which is, you know, their purpose, which is serving others. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, you know, having gone down through this um, this journey of, of, of coaching other other folks and then deciding it to take it to what I believe is really the next level, I mean, what you're doing is absolutely mind-blowing and I'm really looking forward to dive, diving into it. But wanting to create experiences that um, allow people to get into flow, but really experiences that as people go through them, there's a process where they're rubbing up against their own edges. Yes. They're rubbing up against their fears. They're rubbing up against their anxieties. They're challenging themselves maybe, or to step into a, a you know, a, a, an uncomfortable situation where there's some uncertainty and beginning to explore themselves beyond who they understand themselves to be and which is what i think is really really beautiful about what you offer so tell us about flow experience how you came up with the idea with your partner and co-founder and what it is that you've actually created because it's it's such a fantastic next level stuff i'd love you to kind of spend some time on them well flow experience was uh born and my business uh and friend business partner and friend Kristen farmer we would always, after the peak performance program at ACES, we had all this material and we had the sense, you know, within us, like that fire within us to communicate that purpose, uh, that sense felt of that internal experience of what we were experiencing when we saw this transformation of mm. all these people coming together for the first time in a Zoom call, for instance, and uh, talking to each other and really connecting. So how do we take that to the next level? How do we influence um, like really top leaders so they can uh, cascade that in their uh, teams and in their personal life, in their professional life? So um, for me, being very close to nature um, in my childhood and um, my work with horses and having a deep passion for the ocean and the dolphins and the whales. We needed to, we wanted to, we felt like there, there has something to be with nature mm -hmm. and bringing people to nature where they can connect and disconnect from the outside and really embrace the moment of getting into a flow state together. 
Mm. So um, nature became my partner. Uh, of course, a very unpredictable partner. That mm -hmm. and that's the magic in that the magic of nature and putting people together in a space that is completely unpredictable, that is mm -hmm. magical, that is beautiful, and then getting them into flow and integrating the experience with a training and um, see the transformations within people has been magical. I, when I was at ACES and at other um, jobs, I was doing a lot of interview, a lot of interview and filming. And I discovered that through asking the right questions, I discover the transformation in front of the camera of that person. That person mm. become aware of seeing life with a different, with the different glasses, like shifting their mindset. And mm. then it was a process for when they saw the film finished and they saw themselves there and the group of people saw themselves there, there was a transformation again. Mm. Even for me, there was a transformation. So I took those experiences to being in nature mm. so that people could have the training, a training that is um, interactive and adopting exercises from neuroscience where they could feel and sense their body and be in presence with nature with the wind what they are feeling smelling when they what they are sensing being mm -hmm. part of that group of energy with nature around us like as a context so deep deeply uh, sensual experience you know where you're activating as i said all all of the senses an immersion in beauty i would say exactly you know, what, what does beauty really mean it's it's um something that's pleasurable to the senses yeah so exactly appreciation of beauty as well so talk, talk to us about the process you take people through because i know that you take people into the ocean and i know you have people swimming with whales which can be very much outside of a lot of people's comfort zone and that's where some of the edges come in so talk talk about how that whole process works when people come on the experience Yes, so we have, let me tell you about an experience we had recently. I partnered with a group called Sursana. It's a group in Mexico. And we took this group of people to uh, La Paz mm -hmm. uh, uh, to swim with uh, whale sharks. Wow. So it was uh, an integrated experience with a training about fear, about decision making, and movement and exercise but yes going into the ocean and swimming with the whales of course when people sign up they were uh, attracted by it but some they were attracted more from the training or right. from the movement that we were offering so um it was a great experience to go through the training of fear the training of flow getting into a flow state flow triggers talking about decision making talking about how do you befriend your fear uh, and then having a meditation about uh whales love and kindness meditation we did this and people just made the decision we did an exercise of you know you 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 here in this space you're going to make the decision uh there are going to be people who hold the space for the ones that are going to go in the water and the ones that are going into the water 
getting to this flow state. So we we are all going to get into into this state, this optimal state, and this connection. And that itself, I saw the 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 changes already of people even sharing experiences uh, that didn't have to do with that, but did have to do with fear. And mm -hmm. the connection was already there. So mm -hmm. the group that these are a group of people that have never uh, had an experience together or have never met, uh, they were, were they were friends already when we jumped into the um, into the boat to go see the whales. And an amazing thing happened when people were to jump into the water. We talked about all the process about decision making and how do you make a decision in front uh, when you have the challenge in just in front of you, how do you respond and make the pause? We use that exercise about changing the fear for excitement because it's the same the same um, chemical cocktail that you get. So yeah. we all because we were all nervous, right? Because excited, right? So we started saying, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And the whole boat started saying that. I remember Stephen Cutler taught us that, taught yeah. me that. So I um, taught that to the people in the boat. And all of a sudden, everybody, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And even the ones that decided not to do it, ask us, could I do it? Like, do this, it is, this is a response. It's yeah. not a reaction. It is, it is a response. I yeah. want to do it. And the whole group, everybody ended up in the water and it is an unpredictable um uh state right uh, the ocean you go into the ocean and we didn't know we, there was a whale but you don't always see the whale it doesn't always happen and we saw the whale and we swim with the whale and the excitement when you see and you're submerged in this environment that holds you holds mm. your body and you are in touch with that energy, with that incredible being that gives you so much. Mm. I cannot describe the happiness I mm. saw in people. I mm. cannot describe how I felt leading and holding the space for, mm. uh, for these people. It was like magical. It mm. was magical just being there suspended in the water, embracing the cold. Mm -hmm. embracing these animals that look so incredible. When you're mm. there, nothing seems dangerous. Mm. Everything just flow with so much love and respect. It's just like falling in love. Mm. And seeing the people get out of the water, like, oh, I want to do it again. This is incredible. And, yeah. you know, hogging each other even, and, you know, people that you have never seen. Yeah. So. It was something just incredible. What I love about what you're doing with these experiences, Alex, is you, you're taking some of the core principles um, around leadership, like decision-making, how to work with your fear, et cetera. Uh, you're explaining principles and concepts around them, but then you're giving people an embodied experience yes. that brings these concepts to life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the one around fear is such a great one, you know, because what is our response normally with fear? Well, for many people, it's the fight, flight, or freeze response, yes. you know. So, um, and 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 in some ways, that that can be helpful. In other ways, it, it can limit us. Um, it does. But but another way to to look at it is, as you say, how do you befriend your fear? And because fear can be a way to sharpen the our focus and attention. It does. Uh huh. 
Um, and that's that's the gateway into the flow state. So if we can use it as that and reframing it as excitement is a good way to to befriend it, and then use it to focus that that attention, and then you're into flow, and then you're into an experience beyond yourself, right? <laughs> you know, and in your case, dramatically beyond yourself because you're now in a new, you know, you're in you're in the water, you're with the whales, you're, you know, experience yourself as part of a greater ecosystem, yeah. You know? Yes, and uh, as you say, focus is a mechanism that fear can take us to that. That's mm -hmm. why being out of our comfort zone is so important. Is that resistance we have into leaning into the uncomfortable? But yeah. we, when we know, and when we're able to like create that gap, mm -hmm. and we're able to befriend that fear and use it as a focus mechanism so we can be in the moment with the mm -hmm. right amount of so you don't go to the fight or flight or you don't uh get completely intoxicated by uh, the cortisol right mm -hmm. you get into that sweet spot of being able to be focused mm -hmm. and just delve into flow yeah right because focus follows flow exactly. and, and you get into this incredible state of trust it's like you're not longer judging or mm. assessing the risk taking is that is that that already happened and you're just in this state of openness mm. of opportunity mm. and just enjoying purely having fun we were having fun yeah well i say people always been saying how do you know you're in the flow experience oh, you know <laughs> what's the way to know well one way is are you having fun <laughs> right? exactly exactly and, and and how quickly is time going because um that's one thing that does happen in 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 the experience time has a different quality it does mm -hmm. you know? and it, it can be an endless day or it can be something that happens oh before you even thought it had started right so it's but it, it there's a different quality to the time when you're in the flow state and and a, and, a, and a richness there's a richness to the experience you know as well so you know one of the things that happens with a training is there's the forgetting curve yes right? so 48 hours after the training people have forgotten 80 percent of you know what the trainers had to say what i love about what you're offering is you're giving people an embodied experience so that they they really have that knowing around the principles within their mm -hmm. within their body as well with a deep rich experience that they will remember for the rest of their lives exactly there yeah. uh-huh there is this uh neuroscience principle of really having those neurons that connect when you have the embodied experience yeah so they would never forget how you made them feel how they felt yeah. like you're saying you know all the training all all the words they can forget that but how they felt at the moment, there's something magical, like alchemy happening mm -hmm. in the moment that, it, that like it's ingrained in their system. So that's for us why it's so important to create these experiences that really put them out of the comfort zone, something new, novelty that mm -hmm. they are really curious about and they are kind of like, I don't know, but then when they when it's a group experience and even you know for me it was magical that everybody went to the went into the water but if there were people that were not called to go into the water even so just holding the space yeah. and being part of that experience it's important we yeah. made that very clear it's yeah. 
you will train decision making and how do you make a decision that is just one door, you know, you open the door, you cannot come back. But decisions that you are in that kind of gray area where you can make a decision, but in the moment know how to respond to maybe shift, right? And that's the principle of agile marketing and being able to iterate as you go so that you can innovate, but you need to go out of the uh, comfort zone and even make mistakes yeah. to just get, uh, to get, to get it uh, to where you want to get it. Right. Yeah, no, I love this. And again, all the, all the really important principles that you're building into the experience. First of all, the principles of people being able to clearly articulate their boundaries. Yes. Right. And yes. take ownership of that. Right. Exactly. Yes. No, maybe these are the building blocks of the boundaries. So we've got a big experience that you're heading towards moment by moment where are you exactly this, yes are you are Checking you in uh -huh. exactly are you approaching an edge what are the signals that allow people to see when someone's on an edge this is something i'm working a lot with managers at the moment how do you know when your people are on an edge where they maybe are now feeling less safe than would normally do yes right and you want them to encourage them out of their comfort zone right you want to kind of kiss kiss them over that edge right but, but maybe you want to also allow them to step back away from the edge if that's what's you know they need to do for themselves in that moment you want to honor that too so it's creating the space for a yes and no or a maybe but at the same time as well getting people to kind of um you know challenge themselves a little bit exactly right? you know and of course you know when you've got the group experience there as well and people can see others doing you know then there's that encouragement to want to do it yourself yeah yes. um i never forget an experience i had um I've actually just come back. I think I mentioned you from out from holidays in in Zimbabwe, um, but I remember going over about ten years ago, and we went up to the uh, Moziota Tunia, which is the the falls between uh, Zambia and Zimbabwe, and I did a bungee jump off the falls. Oh my gosh! Uh -huh. How exciting! Eventually, eventually, the first time I got to the edge, I looked at it and I absolutely chickened out, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I walked back away from the edge, convinced I wasn't going to do it, and then. This little young uh, American lady was stepped up. She was. She must have only been a teenager. She stepped up and she came onto the edge, and she was no fear whatsoever. She jumped off, and I remember thinking to myself, "Damn it, Aluba, if she can do it. You can do it." So, so then I went up afterwards. So we do get encouragement by seeing other people exactly cross those edges, and this is this is where you know the group experience that you're able to provide also. So, ah, actually, I'm capable of more than I thought I was. Yeah. So, Oof, and that experience is so incredible mm -hmm. you you kind of uh you kind of have that insight of the limitless in front yeah. of you and the possibility so the the richness of that experience and for us it's it's very important after to integrate that experience to mm -hmm. talk about it to put it into other situations and do, do role plays uh of you know the, the the experiences people were talking about before right when they yeah. were in this situation of, of fear of being at the edge right because when you're at the edge how you beautifully describe it all of a sudden you see you can fly right yeah, yeah. and if not you will fall down and you will get up again yeah. and start the journey again it's okay so, to fall it <laughs> it's is okay learn to fall. And when you have the right resources, like for me, it was important to be safe, mm. right? I, I didn't just throw people in the water like that. We mm. had the safety measurements and I was very observant and vigilant 
mm. of people that were really like wanting to do it or it was more because everybody was doing it and they had to do it. No, I had to be holding the space observant mm. if that was, you know, a, a willingness that mm. came from the inside of really breaking through that mm. fear, transforming that to excitement and mm. reframing it and then just going into the water because you don't want someone in the water panicking. So yeah. it, it was important to hold the space and and be able to at the same time getting to flow with other people and yeah. get this experience together yeah well knowing you as i do i, I think one of your really uh, impressive gifts is the the deep level of intuition um that you're touched into and how that allows you to kind of get a sense as to where people are at in any yes. given moment so i'm curious you know if you were to give advice to leaders in relation to you know what to look for when you're thinking about whether someone's on an edge or how to kind of get a sense as to where somebody else is at what would be some of the things that you would uh, encourage people to pay attention to yes that's that's a wonderful question because intuition first of all it's seen in this world like something woo woo like mm. it's not it's not part of the intellectual uh tool that people or leaders uh may use of serve from and intuition, it is something that we all human beings have and are capable of. And it's that deep intelligence that we all carry, that we connect when we are in that deep presence. Mm. So first of all, it's important for leaders to train their presence so that they can be a flow leader and they can really understand and sink into that intuition of responding to a situation and being proactive instead of just being reactive. Yeah. So um, I would say with decision-making, there is part where, of course, we need to know what are the stakes that mm. we have, what are the stakes with the people that we are um, relating with, that we are leading, what are the stakes, what are their, their feelings, right? Really employ that active listening to instead of trying to fix things or to react to what they're saying really listening to mm. what they need to say and our intuition will talk to us if yeah. we are in that deep presence with that active listening with not trying to fix as i said we need to be very observant of our mind trying to tell us like the story mm. instead of just leaving that space of active listening and for me what has worked beautifully is that practice of presence then active listening and the intuition will just talk of course we need to uh train as well having the information we need mm -hmm. to have but we cannot control everything there's sometimes the information is limited so i i feel like the dance it's between the information you have that your intuition also serves from that yeah. and also serves from that incredible unconscious information we have that has no limits that will talk to us based on what we have and based on of what we really know and feel in the moment that yeah. felt sense of the space of what's going on with that person and what is what they really want to say to us that's why 
active listening it's important just to to sense yeah. I, I love I, I love the focus on um cultivating um and training presence yeah uh, because I, th I think that I do think that is the key um you know um back in in in, in ancient Japan with the samurai there was a particular type of samurai that had a way of fighting that involved micro muscle mirroring their opponent wow so, so what this would allow them to do was drop into deep states of rapport deep states of rapport so that they could really almost feel what the other was feeling mm, i love that exactly and, and then they would wait for the attack to come in and they would parry it and and they would counter yeah so, but they were able to do that because they were so much they could anticipate and this is the key thing with um particularly with the fighting arts they say who's the superior warrior is it the brave man is it the wise man or the brave woman or the wise woman mm -hmm. no it's the one who anticipates the one who can see beyond see see first anticipate what's coming so it was that's all about being fully present so tra training that presence and as you said the the curiosity rather than the, than, than the knowing or the or, or the mm -hmm. or the the story and what's there but just a curiosity and it just and just allowing that 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 sense of you know what's true for you to emerge you may be wrong yeah but the beautiful thing about labeling something if you see it arising and you have an intuition around it you might say seems like you're sad and the person will either say yes that's right and you've got me or else they say no that's wrong i'm not sad i'm, I'm this and they've then corrected you which is great because it allows you to mean to yes. understand it better so it's okay it's okay to get it wrong but it, but it's you know it doesn't mean the intuition's all right but a lot of the time it can be and it just to label it and then you know see what then what they come back with um so yeah i think some really really beautiful things you've offered there um so alex uh, we're coming to the end of of our time together and um what i'd love to do uh, is uh, talk a little bit first of all about how people can get in contact with you if they're interested in learning more about the the flow experience and uh, the trainings that you offer um and um also as well is this something that you do bespoke for particular um organizations or is this something that you have kind of people coming from many different organizations so i'd just love to talk a little bit about the process of you know getting in con contact if uh, if people want to you know take this further yeah. as an example yeah sure we have a website um flowexperience.com uh without the e just the experience.com and the email a at flowexperience.com we have um social media instagram we're starting a, a youtube channel as well so look for us in our website um and we'll we serve we started serving ypo groups um and then now we are opening to different audiences so any group that would like to delve into the flow experience and really experience transformation with their corporate group with their families uh, are welcome to to contact us uh, and yeah the ones that are willing to step out of their comfort zone and delve into this brilliance this inner brilliance that they have fantastic well I, I highly recommend it folks as i said i think this is really next level stuff from a training perspective i know during um the pandemic a lot of training shifted to being online and there's so much we can do with video and i think we've all yeah. begin to experience that more and more and more the power that's there and yet when we can really get into nature 
and we can take principles and go through activities where we embody those principles, I think we're at a totally different level in terms of you know what people will remember, what people will take away as something that's really actionable and and, and transformational for them as uh, as leaders and as and, and as people in terms of their own personal development. So I think it's 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 wonderful what you're bringing into the world, and um, I look forward to come swimming with uh, some of those whale sharks in, uh, in Mexico. I, I know. Yeah, you know, and it could be any passion that you have that we transform into this training. We're doing a rally uh, oh. that is going to be like a a, um, a road trip through Utah, Moab, Bryce Canyon. So it's really, really being immersed in the, the nature, but with, you know, some of the passions you have in life. We're going to do a uh, Via Ferrata experience. Uh, we're going to do a ski experience. So anything that really calls you because it's your passion can be transformed into something like transformative and uh really getting into the flow of life and yeah it's it's incredible so so not just not just whale sharks and there's lots of other possibilities lots of other yes it's yeah, lots yeah. of other things uh that bring the passion that the group have and yeah. also has and also really getting into nature and Beautiful. having that relationship deep relationship with nature wonderful alex as always absolute pleasure thank you so much for making time to be on the show today and uh, look forward to connecting again so thank you thank you so much Aluba. Mm -hmm.